0: You're listening to Mystic Podcast, hosted by Lena and Daniela of Mystic Home. We created this podcast to share our passion of empowering people. We want to encourage you to find and connect with your own abilities and inner strength. Our aim is to help you breach the gap of being human and connect with your spiritual self. And by sharing our own experiences and reflections, we open up the conversation for mystical ideas and how to integrate them in our human lives. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Mystic Podcast. Hi, guys.
1: So glad to be back. And we have some very exciting things that's happened lately. Indeed. And it, we had our first Mystic Home gathering uh, very locally. And hopefully we make it grow so people can have other gatherings around our globe. But this was just the first one and so exciting to me.
0: I had so much fun.
1: Yeah. To meet new friends and old friends and, you know, people that you had in your Reiki training, your recent Reiki training, and some of my old um, teacher's trainees.
0: And, And, you know, I also got um, an excuse to dress up, and that was fun. Yeah. And to meet you all, that was really fun, too. Yeah,
1: really fun. We went to this very cute uh, little bar, restaurant. I love this place. Yeah. Uh, cozy vibe and it was easy to talk and just mingle so it wasn't very stiff just sitting down at a you know dining table and you just have two people to talk to I feel like most people got to talk to everyone and it was just like easy conversations because everyone's got something in common some people came with a friend and there were some that came on their own and that's super brave and really cool but I think everyone felt at home
0: absolutely definitely yeah and it was fun because, like you said, the place, we were just right by the entrance so everybody can see where we were. Mm-hmm. And it was not like a big table where everybody's sitting and you get so stiff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you feel like you have to have this conversation and either you have to laugh or have to be engaged in the conversation, even though you don't care about it. But it wasn't like that at all. It was just kind of like mingling and, you know, conversation here and there and kind of, I don't know, you gravitate towards, you know, the conversation that, it, so saying something that you think it's very interesting and then you can switch and go somewhere else and get some cheese feel like cheese or some um little snacks and a drink and it was super fun yeah
1: yeah i'm very happy about it and you know i connected with some people on on facebook after that i didn't know from before and you know we're going to try to get together maybe for coffee or something so or there was some uh, one woman. She, she's just like, oh, I really want to come to your class. I've never been to your class, so I'm going to try to come soon. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see you there. So, just connect with connecting with people in the very not so formal way.
0: Absolutely, that was super fun. Yeah, and so I had this idea. And I think I, show, I, I share it to you that day. So we were thinking.
1: <laughs> we were thinking. Own this. You were thinking.
0: I was thinking. And then I shared the idea and they, they were with me. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking that we should do in the next gathering uh, or some of the gather, the gatherings coming up, we should do one where you, drew, when you wear the things that you never get to wear otherwise. Because, you know, you have... I mean, I think a lot of people have this, like, gala dresses or, or dresses from weddings or, I mean, not that you're going to bring your wedding dress, but... Um, <laughs> that would be fun. You're welcome to. <laughs> um, but, you know, things that you just waiting for that is special location to wear. And there's never that special location. And every time I clean out my closet, I'm always like, oh, no, but one day it's going to come where I go to this e- event and mm-hmm. this is going to be the perfect outfit. And I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get rid of this clothes because I'm just waiting for that event. And it doesn't come what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I have this dress that my aunt gave to me. Um, it's a very nice and expensive dress. And she gave it to me because she never found the occasion to wear uh-huh. it. So now I have it. And I am still waiting for that occasion to okay. come. Okay.
1: So now you're creating it. Instead. Yes. I, you've you've got to be productive. Yeah. I only said yes to this thing because you promised to bring me a tiara
0: yes oh so that's I can, the other thing yeah
1: so I can go there and wear a crown yes
0: so <laughs> I was I was telling Lena that I my aunt in Colombia one of my aunts in Colombia she when I told her that I that I wanted to do like a ceremony with David because David and I just so you guys know we're not married we've been together for over seven years but we are not married we're just engaged um and we don't really want to get married it's just more like I I want to do a ritual a ceremony where we say our bows to each other and you know we have like a nice time together and my aunt, when I told her this idea a couple of years back, she was like, oh, my God, there is this tiara. <laughs> <laughs> there is this place and this that has tiaras. Uh, and then I think that it would be perfect for that occasion. And I mean, this tiaras, though, they are handmade. Wow. And they're, and they're super beautiful. Oh. And I was thinking, mm, maybe I can do it for like midsummer. You know, because in midsummer, you also wear a tiara. But of course, it's not the same. Uh, no, we wear... We pick flowers and make it ourselves. I know, but I'm a little bit more fancy yeah. than
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very interesting.
0: Anyway. Um, so I have to
1: invite you to my midsummer party then, if you're going to wear a tiara. Please do.
0: Please do. Please do. I've never been invited to a midsummer oh, party, so please okay. do. Anyway, um, I'm going to Colombia in February. Okay. So going, I might send you a order of a tiara. Yes. So I'm going to bring tiaras. And yeah. we, you know, the occasion can just be we can sit here, record this podcast yeah, and wear tiaras is. and yeah. just take a picture. Yeah. For, you know, for the memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm down. Awesome.
1: Okay. Anyway, so
0: if you guys have any dresses or anything um that you just waiting for that a special occasion, I'm here to tell you that I got you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to create this event, and I hope we have some fun. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter where we go as long as we're in a group. Yeah. I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can be super fancy, and who's going to say what? Yeah. So, so let's do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So how you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, a lot of things going on. Christmas is coming up, and
0: Yeah. Been nice. I don't know when this podcast is going to be released. I don't know if it's going to be after Christmas. Probably after Christmas. Yeah. So I hope you guys had a beautiful Christmas. hmm And uh, they're ready for the new year. hmm I'm excited
1: for the new year. Uh, I'm always excited this time around the year because it's somehow it's like a closure in looking back of everything that has happened, everything you created, all the... And then also looking forward to what's to come. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that goes well into what this topic of today is going to be because we just had the other podcast when just turned in a little bit to an interview pod where I'm coming from and especially with my my business and where I came from and where I'm going. Mm. And I'm sure everyone is super excited to know the same about you because it's some things we realize are similar but some things are are different.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that everybody like paves their path very differently, and it may look like we are going in the right in the same direction. We are all trying to accomplish pretty much the same, mm-hmm. but we all find our different ways to get there and to, yeah, to evolve and, and mm-hmm. pave our way. Yeah,
1: and I think it's inst- interesting with the two of us too, because you know we're we're doing some things together and some things on our own, but. We can be a support of each other and get ideas, and then also find out like this is not my my way of doing it. Like I can try it. Like you're very very good with you know your online presence and you have a big following. That doesn't work for me. I don't I don't know maybe because I don't know it and I don't have the desire to know it more. So I have different ways and mm-hmm. those work really well for me. So it's also something for everyone to learn that you should surround yourself with people that inspire you, maybe not to do the same thing, but just being inspired, finding your own way of doing things. And I think we do that very well. Mm. So I'm very, very thankful for that.
0: I agree. And I think the last podcast, you shared so many amazing tips for everybody starting a business and just in general to get an idea of what it is um, to take a path into not... I I was talking to somebody the other day and she was asking like I don't understand like I have a nine-to-five and for me it's like I wonder what I would do if if I have this my day my days off like I mean not off of course you're you're doing stuff but what do you do how do you structure it I mean, how do you figure it out if you don't have like a nine to five, if you don't have a structure, um, if everything is like you are your own company and mm-hmm. you are your own boss. And I was just I kind of reflect back, like I've never had a nine to five mm-hmm. ever. And I i don't think that would have worked for me. I mean, I I think I just definitely it's not in my constitution yeah. <laughs> at all. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it, it definitely takes discipline mm-hmm. to to figure it out, to get a structure, to to learn. Because you, everything you have to learn on your own, kind of.
1: Mm-hmm. So Was that an active choice of yours? Like, okay, I'm going to start my own business, or it just turned out that way?
0: I mean, I think now it is an active choice. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to have my own business. When I started, no. When I started, it was like, I want to do something that it's not being a hostess at a restaurant. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I want to do something that brings me joy. And uh-huh. that's yoga. Yeah. But what so. was it that you studied in school? Because you did a... I did a did couple of studies. months in school. So I went, I started with graphic design when I was living in Miami. That was my mm. first few um, yeah, months in, in college. And then I decided that I didn't want to live in Miami anymore because it was too much party. So I left for LA and I continued college. You left for LA. <laughs> you, no, It's but not you, like, oh, I'm going to this small town
1: because I <laughs> want to leave the party. No, I went from Miami to LA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funny. But the thing is, like, in my, I mean, I didn't know anybody in LA. So yeah. in Miami, all my friends were partying and having a good time and all these things. And I just, I felt like I didn't belong there anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, in LA, it was like a place where I had... Family like I had my aunt and she opened her house to me, and also I I saw like other things like you can hike, you can do a lot of outdoors. Mm. People, I mean, yes, LA is a bubble, but it's it encourages to have a healthy lifestyle for sure. Yeah, and Miami it's very different. Mm. So it definitely I definitely changed my lifestyle, but just in LA because there's so many like vegan cafes or like Mm. smoothies or place to work out, in, in the outdoors, and the beach. I mean, there's so much mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So that's why I decided to go to LA. Yeah. Yeah. And then you stopped school. So then in LA, no, I was in LA and I went in LA still for... Um, no, actually, when I was in Miami, I was going for interior design. Mm. And I did um, a few months of interior design in the Art Institute. And then I moved to LA. And when I was in LA, I changed for graphic mm. design. And I did um, a few months of graphic design. I think I did a year, a year, mm. or a year and a half mm. of graphic design, and then, and then I was like, actually, um, no, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> it was graphic design, but I was also taking a lot of um, marketing. So graphic mm. design and marketing. And marketing. The thing about marketing is I was so interested on the like, psych like the psychic i'm very interested on psychology and understanding people but back then i didn't even know that it was like psychology it was more like i just want to understand people i want to get mm-hmm. in people's mind and see how it is like why would you do the things we do and marketing was a way to understand the mind because mm-hmm. you need to understand it to sell it mm-hmm. to sell it to it that's what attracted me as well when i did marketing yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to understand why we would we would buy this. Like, mm-hmm. what is your deeper desire? Yeah. So when I was doing marketing and graphic design, it was really cool because I'm really creative and I love to do like art and stuff. But then the way marketing was, it was like a manipulating of the mind. Mm-hmm. Like what colors would inspire different desires and what this and what that. And I understood that I didn't want to manipulate people actually. I just wanted to understand it. So I got a little bit like, thrown off mm. and I decided I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop and I remember telling my aunt I was like how am I gonna tell her that I'm not gonna continue and then I was like you know what I just don't feel like it mm-hmm. so I one day I said no I'm gonna take a break and I'm going to think about it and FYI you guys I I said I wanted to take a break and I was like I'm just gonna become an actress <laughs> oh 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 yeah That's right. here we go here we go <laughs> like your childhood dream of like Singing. singing and yeah. being an actress yeah, yeah. yeah. and Perfect my, my friends LA. at work my friends at work were like what and then that lasted for like a month where I wanted to be an actress and so I quit school and then after a month I'm like no I actually don't want to be an actress <laughs> ah. <laughs> I actually have no idea what I want to do mm-hmm. but I kept on going to yoga
1: mm-hmm.
0: so your, your break
1: of school has been like forever
0: Forever. Yeah, that break. And then after that, I just told my aunt, I'm like, I'm not going to come back to school until I have something that I really know that's what I want. Yeah. I'm not going to just go to school because people tell me I have to go to school. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about me that I, when, when I know something true to my heart, I cannot do anything but yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like if my mom always says, if there, I have something in my mind, I make it happen mm-hmm. because I don't know the other way. Yeah.
1: So you're super interested in learning and you have studied a lot, although in different ways. Like Mm -hmm. I think many, many times we get stuck in, in thinking that, oh, studying or learning is just going to university or something and then you get your degree and that's what counts. But maybe that's a good tip for others. Like look outside of the box. Like you're going to learn something really quickly that you're interested in. Like, Absolutely. you're a super quick learner, but you're also studying things and getting into things that you enjoy. Mm.
0: Lena makes fun of me, you guys, because I watch webinars and I'm in courses and trainings like 50 at a time. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, wait,
1: what training? Wait, what were you saying? Oh, didn't I tell you about this? I'm like, oh, pff, I can't even
0: keep count. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really, really interested in learning. But yeah, that was just not the way. Yeah. So then back then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to quit. And then I had a... I had a job at a hotel uh, as a hostess and the job paid well for being what it was. And so I kept on going to yoga and then I got my, I also like, I think we mentioned this before that I thought I was never going to be able to be a yoga teacher because of my language <laughs> And my aunt gifted it to me because at the time i didn't have the money so she gave me the money to do my teacher training and then after that then i started to teach my friends and i would mm-hmm. like drag them into like we have to go and practice <laughs> <laughs> and they've never done yoga like most of them never done yoga before and not interested in it at all but i would drag them to the park and 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 even my roommates all the time like okay this is yoga time we have to do yoga in the living room Um, and I would like force them to give me feedback (laughs) and get mad when the feedback was not good (laughs) (laughs) but you don't know anything exactly I'm like you don't know anything so anyway so that's like I was just practicing a lot and I was doing a mentorship after I graduate, like after I graduated from my yoga training I was doing a mentorship with uh, one of the the teachers from the training so I it was I was doing one public class and the, the teacher would be there and give me feedback and all that stuff and then I eventually got to sub some classes and some things and and I, I noticed that I was at work and I started until that point I didn't hate it my work really I it was a beautiful hotel at the beach and I had amazing coworkers but at that time I started to understand that like I wanted to be in that yoga room so much. Mm -hmm. And that this other part of me was just like kind of not wasting my time. But I was like, this is not what I want to do. I'm not going to grow here. So I just didn't see a point anymore. So at some point after, you know, so then I got some to teach some classes at some new studios. And I was, you know, teaching more and more and then dropping some dates at the restaurant because I was teaching. And... I think it happened when it was on a January. I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast before. I don't even know if no, we talked about this. I think it was a January when I was gonna go to visit my mom, and I was in that plane mm-hmm. where it almost crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was on that plane was crashing, I remember saying like, "Okay, what if I survive? What needs to drop in my life?" that I really don't want to do because I clearly don't have all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I clearly going to die at some point. So then I think after that, everything shifted for me. So Mm -hmm. after that, I started to, I, I, and this is, I decided to do that six months, the next six months, I did two trainings, which I pay with a credit card Mm -hmm. and I just like bump it up on a credit card and just went for it. And and then after those two trainings, I was even more in, like, oh, I really wanna do this. So and I that was decided yoga trainings. That was yoga mm-hmm. trainings. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I decided, okay. I started I started also reading a lot about manifestation because I didn't know about manifestation. So mm-hmm. I started to read like Abraham Hinks and all that stuff and I was like, Okay, well, this is what I'm gonna do. So I decided to quit my job mm-hmm. and I decided to go to Bali for a teacher training. Mm-hmm. For another teach training. Yeah. So then I went for Bali for for two months and I did the, the advanced teach training and I quit my job. So I had no ties to anything and mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think when I gave that signal to the universe, like, you know what, I'm going to just quit everything and I'm going to go and really go for it and find something that really aligns to my heart is when things change for mm-hmm. me when I kind of found my power back of, Mm -hmm. I think it was very limited by thinking, okay, I need to find a nine to five and I need to find a job and I need to do this and that. And actually what we need to do is understand ourselves. So we get to know our gifts so we can share it with the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: But as a, you know, your human self, were you scared when you, you know, quit everything Mm -hmm. or did you feel like, okay, I
0: know this is right. Like, Mm -hmm
1: i always Um, thought i was
0: going to you know when i was like daydreaming about quitting my job i was like i'm gonna come here and i'm gonna be like you know what see ya i'm gonna go (laughs) but actually the way it was i was sitting with my boss and i was like i'm so scared yes i was crying i'm like i don't know where like i don't know how this is gonna turn out i may come back i don't know Mm -hmm. but um but thank you and i was so grateful actually for everything i was just crying like thank you for everything Mm -hmm. this has been the world like i wouldn't have been able to do what i've what i've done without this so yeah it was more humble than i yeah (laughs) than i thought in my head but i was really scared because but mostly it was a scared but also excited
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because i think that when we're getting out of our comfort zone but following our heart it's a combination of oh my god i like this is it but also but also like wow what if this like where am i going from here yeah
1: and also, if you feel so true to your heart that this is what I'm supposed to do, and then then what if it doesn't work out? Right. Like, that's that's really
0: scary. And it was so scary that actually when I got, and I think I've said this before, when I got to the training, my fear kicked in. And the first day of training, I was like, what the heck am I doing here? This training sucks. I'm losing my money I quit my job. What am I doing here? I'm not going to learn anything. Mm-hmm. And so that whole the first two days I was in defense of like what have I done? Mm-hmm. And then after that that just everything everything changed for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back and seeing people and they were like what happened to you? Yeah. Like you've changed so much and I was like, yeah, I mean, I think that I definitely just I found myself Mm -hmm. like it's not like I changed it's more like now I'm me yeah now you came onto the right track yeah and talking about coming into the right track I mean there's been so many turns and twists and things and and behind the scenes of of this like dreamy story that there's not really one right track it's just like a bunch of decisions that you take towards your heart oh yeah so when I came back, I you know I I've noticed people wanting to talk to me more, people being interested about what I was doing, and I mean it was something that was definitely working. So they need they wanted to know what it was, and they wanted to talk to me, and they were welcoming in a very different way. My um, the studio owners at the, stu- uh, the studios that I used to teach were like, we want to have you. We want more classes with you. What's going on? People are raging about mm-hmm. um, what you do. So when I came back from Bali, I decided to do my Reiki training too. Mm-hmm. And I went through that. And that was also like adding on to everything. And yeah, so that was really, really amazing. And then I taught for a while and then I moved to Sweden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And here I am. Yeah. So the thing is like back then I was just teaching and teaching and, like, having fun and, and kind of finding my own voice and finding where I was in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Sweden, and I so I didn't have a company. I just mm-hmm. had it myself and I was teaching. Mm-hmm. And then so when I moved to Sweden, I had to create my own company. And that mm-hmm. was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, like, put a name. But my brand had it already kind of started with my Instagram yeah. because um, I've always... Um, how do you say I've always kind of journaled or record my whole journey yeah. from teaching my friends in the living room to teaching at the studios getting classes to everything so that's how people kind of knew me mm-hmm. and and I mean Instagram was so much easier before when you could just share and people could like yeah. but now it's a logarithm and all that crazy stuff mm-hmm. so it was really easier it's way easier for me and I got so many connections and so many friends and 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 just going for yeah. the shoots. And... It's also
1: easier for people like now coming here. I know a lot of people <clears throat> that I met, some that are now my students that are also yoga teachers, but they are coming from somewhere else. And, you know, how do you get in? It's not just being a new teacher, but maybe in a very experienced teachers. Then getting classes here, mm-hmm. it might be hard. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you go into a yoga studio with a CV. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But here it's more like how can you show where you can do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a website? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have right. any of that? So that's also something to think about, all of the mm. things. Like, what what is your brand? Like mm. yeah, like you said, you already had your brand. Mm. You have to know who you are, but also be able to show it to other people. Mm-hmm. How do you do that?
0: Mm. And I think it's it, it's kind of like, it's a progress because as you change, then your brand changes. Exactly. And that is also like as you evolve and the things that you do evolve. Mm-hmm. So the classes that I was teaching a while back, even though it was still my brand, it was still me, are so different from the classes Mm -hmm. that I teach now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like, I think that then that intentionally, I was like, okay, I'm going to make my brand. Mm -hmm. And then I had to really think about, like, the legal stuff, Mm -hmm. the legal part of of creating your company and and going out and and getting classes. Mm -hmm. And then from that, then I started developing, like, okay, let's do, and this was just, I do remember when I moved here and I told David, like, oh, I really want to do like a woman's retreat, but I don't know. I don't know yet. It's just like an idea. Mm -hmm. And then you just do it. I think a lot of people ask me, how do you, how do you create so many projects? How do you do them? You just do them. Yeah. Like you have the idea, you have the heart, you know, there's something that's speaking to you. Then you just one at a time, get it. Mm -hmm. So you look at the location, you look out for people, you see how the location is going to go, then you do the numbers and you have Mm -hmm. the prices, then you start advertising and that's just how it goes. Yeah.
1: It sounds easy, but many times you do all of that and then it might
0: not bear fruit.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I think that's a really good thing that you're saying because lately I've done so many things and... I remember we talked about this like the other day when I had to cancel a workshop. And I think this is the things. Everything that we do is an experiment. Because what we do as facilitators, as um, supporters of healing, whether that is in energy work or that is in yoga, what we do is for people, right? So it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, even though, yes, at the when we follow our heart, we absolutely get abundance back. Mm-hmm. But we are serving. We are in service. Mm-hmm. Meaning, Sometimes we get these ideas, and they're like experiments to show us different ways. And some of them are maybe to humble us and to tell us that take a step back and this doesn't work and this that that. So, what happens? I think that a lot of people get stopped by, is this gonna work out? Mm -hmm. And e could or it could not. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's a failure. That just means you're trying things out. Yeah. So I think that everything, like you said, yeah, it sounds easy and everything, but if you are really looking at the outcome of how it's going to go, like especially at the beginning when you're trying new things and when you're trying to create something, do it as an experiment. Mm-hmm. See if people need it. Mm-hmm. See if people are, that's what people want. Mm-hmm. And then if that's not what people want, then reframe it. Mm-hmm. Do something yeah. different. Or it might be
1: exactly what people need, but you didn't take into account that, you know, a lot of your audience kids are having a graduation that weekend. Absolutely. Or it's the holidays and you I didn't know, know about it or whatever it might be. So Absolutely. you, it might not be that. Just try it again. Hmm. But talking about entrepreneurship, and I know we're going to have a specific podcast about that, but you have to try so many things. Maybe you do 10 things. Maybe one of them will work out or two. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try again. It doesn't mean you're a
0: failure. I've, I think the thing is to keep moving towards your heart. Yeah. And especially, I mean, let's just be real about this. If you don't have a 9 to 5, there's not the same safety net. And that's just a choice. If you want the safety net, if you absolutely need it, then a nine-to-five is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. But if your choice is to have your own company, then, or to be an entrepreneur, then there are just good and bad things with it too. Mm -hmm. So I think that when it comes to creating things, definitely, and also it's important because this is the thing, and I think we talked about, with somebody about this about pricing about like knowing your worth Mm -hmm. because the thing is is that now you are your own company so a lot of people they're saying like oh you know I just don't know how much to charge or how much to rent a space for or or like they asked me to do this and how much do I charge and this is the thing I mean you are pretty good at your Mm -hmm. prices and you're very strong and I've learned a lot from you but this is the thing as your own company it's not up to them to tell you your prices. Is up to you. So you, as your own company, you set up your values. Values. You set up what you are able, like what you're willing to to take on, and what you are not willing to. So you set up your own boundaries of like, okay, this is the kind of partnership that I'm looking for. This is the kind of pay that I'm looking for. This is the kind of projects that I'm looking for. And then, you know. Then you have to stick to that. Because then that's how you gain respect and that's how people will take you seriously. Mm -hmm. I would say
1: one thing. Know your worth.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think many times we're, especially as new teachers or maybe not even as new teachers, but you get flattered. You get Mm -hmm. flattered that someone wants you and then you're like, okay, wow, yeah, maybe I should go there and have a workshop. And then all of a sudden you signed up for like six hours and then you're going to get like 30% and you're like, wait, what happened here? Yeah. (laughs) And when uh -uh. you say
0: knowing your worth, I'm just going to go a little bit more technical on that because I've been there and it's not that I don't know my worth, it's that I had limiting beliefs and also my background of the money limitations or money mindsets from my family Mm -hmm. that I carry on and most of it I have gotten rid of the conscious one and there's a still subconscious things that I am working on. So when it comes to that, like, it's really easy to say, know your worth, but also how do you know your worth? And the way to do that is work on yourself, mm-hmm. prioritize your healing, get deep into the work of, unpeeling your subconsciousness, unpeeling the limitations that are setting you back because when you come to a meeting and I've been there, when you come to a meeting and you are negotiating your prices, if you have subconscious limiting beliefs, you are more willing to say or or how I did to, I'm sorry for this, but to fuck yourself over Mm -hmm. because subconsciously you are afraid of what's going to turn out, of you're not worth it or all these things. So what happens, and it happened to me so many times where I come out of the meeting and I'm like, oh, this was in my head then when I was negotiating, I thought it was a good price. And then when I come out and do the numbers, it's like, uh Mm uh-oh, I did not thought it through. Like, why Mm -hmm. did, because that person said it and I thought it was a great idea and I just went to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, if you need to know you need to have very so now instead of instead of just going there and listening to their ideas. What I have is a plan, mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. I know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work mm-hmm. because I know that my mind can trick me. Oh, for sure. So I've been there, and I definitely think that it's because one thing is creating your business and doing what you want, and also the other thing, which is first of all the stage that I'm in, it is to grow. Mm-hmm exponentially your business do you reach more people and how do you go from just having your company and getting by to actually having something bigger mm-hmm. and I wa- also want to jump into that and said and say y- it's you can't do it alone yeah like you definitely need people mm-hmm. with you in your team mm-hmm. and just having someone to
1: bounce ideas with absolutely I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that and just a, in a just a second but first you know know your worth yes that's the hardest part knowing like within and feeling your worth and all of that but that's the hard part but what you can come back to before then is knowing that like you said you've been to this training that training you've invested a lot of money into your knowledge and that has cost you money and then this is what you're offering. Yes, if you just did a if you're going to teach a yoga workshop and you just finished your 200 hour teacher's training, yeah, you might not be able to go there and say, "I want this much m- much money because it might not work, but so you can always but if you do have a lot of experience, you can lean back on that. Then the tricky part is trusting yourself, and you know when someone else is sitting there and they're talking, 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 and you're like, "hmm." Wait, I have to have a plan beforehand. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Absolutely. I might be tricked by, by my mind. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it sounds really good. You know, you're, you don't think people want to... to screw tr- you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's business and it people is. are looking out for themselves. And that's why you have to do the same. Always. Absolutely. And have your team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah indeed. So how has that changed for you? Because I know, you know, when we got to know each other in the beginning, I think we were pretty much on the same boat of thinking that, you know, we have a certain vision of what we want to do and, and just trusting ourselves until now when we're much more open to taking help in different ways.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. I, I was going to try to put it aside, but it's 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 coming back. So I'm just going to have to share a little bit of this. Um, I remember I shared this with you and It's it's a message that wants to come through. And the message is, I remember that we talked about the prices. And I remember saying, your prices, either as a yoga teacher, as a workshop, as a whatever it is, people are not paying you for, I mean, of course, they're paying you for that transformation that they're going through. But really, when it comes to the business side, they're paying for your expertise. Mm -hmm. So then sometimes when we think about money and our worth, we put our own worth in that money. And that's not really the way it is. The way it is, is that's just a transaction of energetic transaction of understanding, okay, you are a professional and I'm just paying for your, I mean, your university or your trainings or, you know, your expertise in general. And that is just honoring your path so that then you can share what you've got, you know, share your, your, your your knowledge, your guidance, and everything. Because I feel like sometimes we, especially when we are on our own company, we think that people are paying for healing or for transformation. And yes, they are in their heads, or how do you say, there is a different exchange of energy. But at the end of the day, when it comes to business, business, which I had to learn how to separate, is that they're actually paying you for your expertise and for your time. Mm-hmm. For your time, not only being there, but for your time of living the life that you need to live to be able to be as guidance of what they are, you are for you. Because if you were scraping for money and you were, you know, trying to figure out how to eat, how are you going to be a guidance for them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's more that they're paying for for your expertise and your time and your knowledge and your kind of like lifestyle, so you can be who you are. Mm-hmm. And the transformation and the healing, that is a byproduct yeah. because that's what you do. Um, that's something they have to do. They have to,
1: you're giving them the tools and then and they then have they, to use and them.
0: It's absolutely. absolutely. So anyway, I just wanted to say that because, um, yeah, I felt like it yeah. ne- needed to be said. But I'm sorry, what was your question again?
1: No, I was, uh, was just thinking that, you know, both of us coming from a place where we're doing a lot of things on our own. Like I moved back to Sweden, you moved you from the States and then it's like, okay, you're kind of on your own, but then to, you know, open up and trusting other people to come in and you, especially if you already have your brand and you have a picture of what it is or where you want it to be, and then just opening up for it to maybe change and mm-hmm. how has other people helped you, you know, evolve or change your brand mm-hmm. lately?
0: I think... At the beginning when I had the idea of doing the mystic Home with you it was like you said opening up to somebody because I I don't do that many collaborate like I do everything pretty much on my own I don't do many collaborations I don't co co-lead many things I do a lot of things on my own. So it was kind of like already starting to open up to the idea that yeah maybe you know bringing different energies and different things into into my work could be expanding expansive so that was the first thing and then i think that once we started with mystic home we realized like okay there's a lot of things that need to be taken care of and and that's the thing i mean i have many ideas but i only have two hands and i have 24 hours a day and half of that i'm sleeping Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i usually don't have 24 hours a day um so that's the thing and and then i decided okay i need to delegate I need to delegate things because if we're growing as we were when we decided to create a second company, you can't do it on your own. I mean, and, but the the thing is, I'm a perfectionist. So it's really hard for me to let go Mm -hmm. of somebody. And the thing is, I know that somebody could do it better. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just, it was a really hard thing for me to, yeah, to accept that, I guess. Mm -hmm. And to, to, because like you said, we are our brand, so that means that if you have some other person, then that other person is like, do they know my brand? Mm-hmm. They are not my brand. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's been really interesting. I so we've had we had an assistant for Mystic Home mm-hmm. uh, that helped us with the podcast and some things in there. I also have um, somebody that helps me with uh, my Pinterest because I have no idea how Pinterest work. Um, so Lauren, she's amazing. She helps me with Pinterest. And I also have right now. Well, I I had also my team of graphic designers. Um, while side they were amazing, amazing when that we was did a the huge whole rebrand. Project, yeah, that was a huge project. So it was about three months of of rebranding and doing all this stuff and working back and forth. Um, and then now I also have a business coach who helps me with the more technical side because I can be really creative, but I'm just not a salesperson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just not yeah and not only'm not a salesperson, but i I am not a cell mind mm-hmm. person, so I can create many things and run myself tired and and kind of beat myself in a sense because I create so much that it's you it kind of how do you say when you create something that comes back to you and back to you in the eyes kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't find the word, but it's like you create some, you create so many things because you're so excited and I, I can just have ideas every day. But then the execution of it takes so much that then, um, as we know, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast, but I get anxiety attacks. um, And I haven't had a panic attack in ever, in a in a long time now which I'm really happy about but I know my limits like I know that if I have too much on my to-do list I I begin to get anxiety and anxiety after anxiety will eventually mm-hmm. turn into a panic attack so which is what happened at some point when we started mm-hmm. Mystic Home mm-hmm. so we started Mystic Home and it was so much because I have so many ideas and we had so many projects and we were just the two of us mm-hmm. and The thing is, we are so different. So I can do the the ideas that I have, there are things that I can do because Mm -hmm. I don't have ideas for things that you can do. So because I have all that, then I would put more on my to-do list Mm -hmm. and I would realize that I didn't have enough time to take care of my brand and also take care of Mystic Home. And I begin to have like anxiety attacks because like a day before we would meet, I would just have too many things in my mind to make sure that we, that we tackle. time to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing that we had to kind of rebrand the two of us. Mm-hmm. We had to kind of take st- take a step back. We had many many ideas, and we had to take a step back and and go with the flow more so. Yeah. I and think say we what's wanted-
1: feasible, what's what should we do one step at a time and mm-hmm. allow it to grow. Yeah, and especially when you feel so strongly about something that you do, yes, even though it's something you love, like you said, a project is always super exciting, but it
0: also takes a lot of time. Yes, and allow it to um, mm-hmm. so it doesn't burn you out absolutely and that's the thing it's like and that's when i when it comes to having the business mind because we are creators mm-hmm. we are not like structures. Yeah. so then you know we've taken a step back in Missic home and we are concentrating on the podcast and concentrating on the gatherings uh, in our facebook community and that's working out for you and who mm-hmm. knows in the future when we have a bigger team when we have mm-hmm. other things and we'll come more things together but we definitely was like a step back that we mm-hmm. needed to take yeah um so so yeah so I had the going back to to my own brand I had the team who worked with me for the website design and all that stuff uh, for my logo and the rebranding of moving away from the yoga and moving towards the spiritual guidance and um yeah and energy work and then now I have a business coach who helps me because the thing for me is I, have, I know what I want and I know what I want to do. But I also know that, again, to, for me to be able as such a guidance, as such a support, I need to have a lot of time to rest mm-hmm. and time to integrate so that I can really show up for people and be the clearest channel. Because if I don't do that, if we don't clear ourselves to be the clearest, like I think somebody said this the other day, we all have intuition, Intuition is part of us. But we are not all clear channels. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that, especially we're working with other people, and we want to receive clear messages that we are taking care of ourselves, resting, doing the exercise, eating well, and doing all these things. So if I'm overworking myself here, and then I'm also having to show up for somebody on a one-on-one and be super alert and super clear, that's probably not going to happen. But I have to ask you, have you noticed... And uh, uh,
1: throughout, you know, your times of working with, with Reiki and then also with energy and guidance that in terms of you being stressed, that you have less people coming to you or less bookings, or can you see a pattern in that? Like if you're, if you're in a good place yourself, you're clear um, and everything,
0: you have a lot of people coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when it starts to stress about it and scrap for like what's next, then nothing comes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I that think that's so, so interesting cuz
1: sometimes people are like, "Oh my god, you have you have a lot of Reiki clients coming in lately." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah." And then at times like there there's been long periods of times where I haven't done any Reiki or any, you know, clients coming in. And then but I know. I'm like, "Yeah, but they shouldn't right now." Mm Because I have to do other work. I have to work on myself with certain things and work with my energies or my, you know, shadows or whatever it might be. And this is not the time for me to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not that I get scared that, you know, why aren't people coming or is is it going to go away? I just know that this is not the time. And then other times it is. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to see if you Mm -hmm. experienced the same.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's when I am super um, in my worth and in calm about things and in a good place, then everything comes. And it's also like the second you're like, you know what? I'm going to step back and then everything just comes. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting how it happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But anyways, it's been a blessing to bring people in, in the team and to delegate and to actually accept, okay, they have expertise in that area that I don't. Mm-hmm. And I can only benefit from bringing people in my team. Yeah. But I also think there is a time for everything. Somebody asked me the other day, I'm starting my business. How do you, what would you recommend? Do I get a logo? Do I get a website? Do I get Instagram? Do I get Facebook? Do I get Twitter? And I was yeah. like, no. Um, when you're starting your business, is a very different thing than when you are in a, trying to grow your business Mm -hmm. when it's already established so if you are open up your business and you're just starting I think focus on giving value to people do do that meaning what do people need what do people want and how can you serve that Mm -hmm. and get really clear on what your What is it that you're offering? Are you doing tarot cards? Are you doing yoga classes? Are you doing energy readings? Like what is it that you do? Try to focus on like one thing that you do that serves that purpose that people want and need. And from there, when you have that very clear, then I would say focus on one social media platform. I mean, I've only, I've had only Instagram for, I think the first um, four years, I've only had, I've only had Instagram And that was, you know, it took a lot of my time. So that was just that.
1: It's to remember, like, everything takes a lot of
0: time. Yes. Yeah. And so, and then when it comes to the logo and the website and all these fancy things, I say, well, at the beginning, I did everything on my own. I Mm -hmm. Because I went to graphic design, so I was able to do my website and my logo and everything. But I would say... It's really easy to get caught up in like the technicalities of the business, which is which is, you know, something to think about. But also be sure, especially when you start, that you are more focusing on giving value than actually doing the other technicality stuff, because your brand is going to evolve and you perhaps want a different logo in a year. Yeah. So I wouldn't spend right away until you have very clear vision of what your business is. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, if you want to off the bat, just start with like a membership thing and you do need a website, then mm-hmm. do that. But do it like a Squarespace, Wix, I think is the other one where you can do it yourself.
1: Yeah, blog and make it as simple yeah. as
0: possible, as simple as possible at the
1: beginning. Because it's also strange when you see someone you know, just starting their business and then they have, they have their merch, they have their website, they have all of that. But then it's like, but what, are they offering yoga classes? But where are they teaching? They Mm -hmm. are not even teaching. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, do it super simple and then build your audience. Yes. Because what, what are you going to have? It's like, why would you have a super big fancy house or a castle and you have no friends tonight? Mm
0: -hmm. Like, what would you do in that big house? Exactly. Exactly exactly so it's more like at the beginning I think things focusing on value focusing on like what you do um and then after that when you evolve and you start to get what you want and your yeah like what your voice is what your message is any changes i mean my message has changed so much but then you start to evolve with that mm-hmm.
1: but you already have a platform so when people are coming in asking because that's the first thing that will happen when you bring people in i would say that they're like okay Tell me about your brand, like send me some of your, you know, colors, pictures, what do you like? If you have no idea, then someone else is going to do it for you, but it's not you. Right. If you're bringing in people before you know yourself, Mm -hmm. then that's the person creating it for you. Mm -hmm. You you have to do that. You have to be on your own in the beginning. Yes, it's scary, but then after a while, you, you know, you can bounce ideas. And always talk to your friends or the people that know you. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Just like you did with your yoga. You're like, okay, I'm going to teach you a class because you're my friends. You're going to be honest. Maybe they didn't know a lot about yoga, but you know they know you. Mm-hmm. They can hear if it's your voice or if you're doing a strange, different voice or if you're walking in a weird way because mm-hmm. they know
0: you. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the thing. Always follow your heart. And sometimes you may quote-unquote fail which is not fail is rerouting is understanding where not to go where to go to understand different lessons Um, there's always something that is your heart is going to lead you out of your comfort zone so don't think that following your heart is just like oh it feels so good and this is so perfect and it goes well yes everything is going to flow for your benefit but know that you are going to come across triggers become kind of come across of things that are going to ask you to expand and to grow and not only in the business world but on the personal Mm
1: -hmm.
0: level so know that as you go and you encounter this you know road on the blocks uh, uh, blocks on the road it's not for you to stop there and quit right there Mm -hmm. keep on going keep following you're learning you're growing and yeah yeah. Make sure that you're having fun along the way. I think I could have had more fun. Sometimes I take things too seriously, mm-hmm. but I'm learning now to yeah. dance more. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but also talk about talking about your journey, the one you've been doing the last six months. You know, I've been you know a bystander and you know a partner in some of it, and you know seeing is not just been you know, rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. It's been tough. It's been tough for you. You know, we've been discussing it a lot, you know, struggling with, you know, should I make this big investment? Yeah, I'm investing nights in myself. where I couldn't
0: sleep because I was doing this huge investments, and I've never done, I don't come from an entrepreneur family. So I, I really never had to invest in myself and I really didn't know how to do that. And I was really scared if the money's going to come back. And I would say keep manifesting.
1: Yeah, so doing that and then also you know, taking a big leap into something might mean that you have to close another door. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, am I burning any bridges? Am I doing the right thing? You know, there are a lot of doubts along the way. But what we've been saying throughout, especially you, it's like, trust your heart. You knew in your heart that this was the path. But it doesn't mean it's easy or not scary. It just need, means that you have to do it anyways.
0: But I do have to say... It is not easy, and not scary, I get doubts, like before doing the first few investments that I did, I couldn't sleep, it was so hard and I asked for guidance, I was like, okay, like this is really hard for me, I need your support and the messages that I always get, they're like, Daniela, this is such a small step, Mm -hmm. we just want you to know that you will have to take such a bigger, bigger and bigger steps along the way, so take this step, you know that we're with you and you know that we're with you because this, you're following your heart. Mm-hmm. So the universe is supporting you. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And the moment you just make that decision, then, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then everything flows. I don't think I've t- shared this story and I'll just share it really quick before the end of the podcast. But when I made the first investment for the project, for the website, it was a lot of money, never invested that much money in myself. And I was really scared. And I wrote down on my manifestation, manifestation book I wrote down this is how much discount I'm gonna get from this project and this is I think I started the project uh, the sec- the last week of July and I said in a month meaning the before August ends I will make all this money back extra and I had no idea how that was going to happen because it was like almost double what I make in a month. But I just put it down. I said it to the universe. I prayed and I put it down and I forgot about it. I got the discount that I asked for. So the the woman who was in the lead of the project gave me even more discount than what I had expected. And two days before August ended, I got a letter from the tax agency telling me that I had to pay half of what I thought I was going to have to pay for taxes that year, meaning this year. So I got back all the money Mm -hmm. in less than a month and that was for me just and for you guys to know that you just gotta trust the universe like we need to know that we're not alone Mm -hmm. We're, we're not alone I mean we we are here in this human life to to really thrive in our highest expression of your soul and that is not one path for you there may be many paths because you have the right to choose whatever that path is for you but know that as you choose and if you choose following your heart and what feels right to you and you're in that expression of your highest vibration then the universe is with you and ask for help like I ask for help all the time mm-hmm. I'm like, I need you to help me with this. Like, what is the decision is really hard on me. Help me out. I write down specifically what I'm asking from the universe and things like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and that's a good advice. Be specific. Be specific.
0: It's not for everybody, though. Some people don't really need to be that specific. I know because I've done some charts and some readings on myself that I need to be very specific. But some people can just think about it and and be vague about it, have an idea about it, and already be, Mm -hmm. be enough. But have it in your mind at least. Know what you want. Mm-hmm. Know what you need and follow it.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's up next for you? What's your next big thing coming up?
0: My next big project is going to be a mastermind. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's a mastermind with a group of people that you like-minded people that are into this idea of exploring their mystical side, exploring their intuitive gifts, but they want to clear their channel. Mm-hmm. So we're all intuitive, but as we want to clear our channel, we're going to come together for three months and we are going to do energetic surgery on your body. We're going to clear out what's ready to come out to make you the clearest channel ever. So you will heal energetically, you will clear limiting beliefs, um, blockages, misalignments and at the same time you're going to learn how then be at service or even use your gifts because I'm sure you will discover many gifts to use them it doesn't have to necessarily be with people but with your life how can you in integrate your your gifts as a divine being into what you do into your business amazing yes so it will be a combination of group readings and a combination of one-on-one sessions with me for the the period of three months and then also tools. Yeah, so you will receive like two things. You will receive healing and you will learn and get many, many tools um, to come. So I'm excited to work with people for that long and to see their transformation and to hold them accountable. Yeah. And And also learn from
1: other people. I think that's amazing.
0: I think so. It's going to be really great. And when is this coming out? Is it going to be online? Yes, everything is going to be online. So we're going to be from all over the world. Um, But I'm not, I don't have the. I'm sure that when this podcast comes out, it's always going to, it's, it's all going to be released, but I'm today actually setting out the dates, um, for this mastermind to come out. So
1: amazing. Yes.
0: I'm sure that when you're listening to this, it's going to be already in place. So if you are interested and maybe you didn't gather this, this time, but in three months, if you're interested in being part of the mastermind, then shoot out. Yeah. Reach to me and i am be happy to talk to you and tell you more details about it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So,
1: this is it for now. This and, is it. You know, as always, if you have questions, just send us a DM or join our Facebook group, which is...
0: Join the Facebook group for the event that we're going to have about the dresses. And yeah. perhaps it's going to be like an online event where we just, you know, having our fancy dresses at home and drinking okay. champagne.
1: Okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I have some ideas <laughs> about other things as well. So... <laughs> Yes, maybe some manifesting for getting together and doing manifestations for the new year, but we'll see about that. That would be amazing. And yeah, it's always so
0: nice to talk to you, friend. Yeah,
1: so it's a mystic home community on Facebook. On Facebook, so join. It's a close group. So and
0: like our podcast, send us reviews. We've heard so many of you sending us amazing, amazing things to say about the podcast. Please, please take your time and go to itunes and put the review on itunes so other people can find us and other people can have the same transformation with this podcast that you've had share with your friends share with your family anybody that can benefit from these conversations um we love you okay love you till next time till next time Thank you so much for tuning into Mysted Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know your thoughts. Leave us a review and share it with your friends who might benefit from this conversation.